Hello, and thank you for checking out a brand new episode of This Is Just A Phase. I'm your humble host, Jonathan Kent. Just a few quick reminders before we get started with this episode. I want to remind everybody that not only can you listen to this podcast through Spotify, but that we're also available on Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Anchor, Radio Public, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. That being said, please head over to our Facebook group at This Is Just A Phase for updates on current and past episodes, as well as touring schedules from bands being featured, merch opportunities, the occasional music video, and whatever else we feel like putting up on there. If for whatever reason Facebook isn't your thing, you can head over to our Instagram account at This Is Just A Phase Podcast for a lot of that same information. And we also have an account over at TikTok called T-I-J-A-P Podcast for a lot of updates over there as well. Well, with that being said, if you want to contact me directly, you can do so at this is just a phase podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions, concerned, or feel like you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can go ahead and do that there. Um, also, if you're into some great music, uh, please do yourself a favor and check out the label that I co-own with Mike Rodemoyer called This Is Just a Record Label. You can head over to our site at thisisjustarecordlabel.bandcamp.com and check out new releases from Elephant, The Plan B's, and Dave Strong. Uh, that being said, Jay, let's go. And you've got no self-esteem There's a hole inside your head With no future to be seen Let's go Let's go Let's go Every day you wake up with the same old episode, I get the pleasure of sitting down and chatting with Will West, vocalist and guitarist for the Baltimore power skate punk band Paperback Tragedy. We chat about a slew of things, including the return of all ages shows, growing older within the punk scene, how his son is following in his footsteps, and the formation of his band. We also chat about Paperback Tragedy getting attention in Japan, despite having never played there, taking a break and forming Clockbreaker, how the pandemic stopped their stride after reforming, their work with Allegedly Records, plus lots of talk about their brand new album, Eight, coming out Friday, July 14th through Allegedly Records. 
So sit back and become a coastal warrior with this episode of This Is Just a Phase. Here's an exclusive track from their brand new album, Eight, called Nothing At All. Please enjoy. Smoke in the mirror, fire in the backseat, driving straight to hell. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Living the dream. Awesome. Thank you so much for wanting to come onto the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for finally having me. I've been uh, I've been wanting to get on for a while now, so I'm glad we finally got on. Yeah, I've been wanting to have you on for a while too, and we just were never able to like connect on you know a schedule base. So I'm glad we were finally able to do this. Yeah, cool, man. Awesome. Uh, let me go ahead and introduce you, and we can get started. Okay, sounds good. Awesome. I'm here sitting, talking to Will West, vocalist and guitarist for the Baltimore, Maryland band, Paperback Tragedy. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, I remember first coming, uh, your band coming on my radar, I think it was after your second album, Baba Tushi, um, and before you guys had put out... um, uh, three. So I'm guessing like 2020, 2021, you guys came under my radar. Awesome. 
and I really like the stuff that you were doing. Your your first thing I wanna I wanna talk about is your voice. It's um it's very different from what I normally listen to, and I think it really makes you guys stick out. And I it it, it just caught it just caught my attention very quickly on. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah, that's um you know, I always the, the guys always make fun of me because I always tell them I sing like an angel and uh <laughs> but but the um yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of um I guess it kind of falls into that lag wagon no effects kind of vein a little bit, but mm-hmm. But yeah, I get that a lot. I get that my voice is unique and it's hard to really compare us to anyone because of it kind of thing. You know, I, I, I guess I sing high for a guy and yeah, I don't know. I so just, cool. I, I just, I really liked it. And like, as I, as I listened to you guys and I really got into you guys with Threesh, um, because I had become friends with, uh, Bree and Amy over at Allegedly and you mm-hmm. guys put that record out with them and, um, over the past like couple of years, I've been doing episodes where, you know, I I kind of do like a radio, like a radio show kind of thing. And she's always been one of the first people to, you know, send over tracks of of her bands and uh, your your band being uh, one of them. So I've been able to listen to a lot of your songs over the past couple of years. And the best way I could describe you, you guys are listed as power skate punk. Yeah. And I like that because it 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 actually really like really describes you guys, you know, in like a non joking way. Like there is power behind it. Sounds like skate punk, but you definitely can under, you can definitely hear like the pop punk and even like more of the punk proggy kind of influences too. Yeah, um, just yeah, with think, the way you guys play. Yeah, and I think the power part of that comes from like power pop too. Like a lot of like the the Ozma and Weezer kind of. The mm-hmm. mid to late nineties, just kind of doosh, 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 that's like real super catchy, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. I think we struggle with the uh, we struggle with the whole identity thing because it it is kind of hard to peg us. Sometimes we feel like we're a little too pop to be a punk band, but we're definitely way too punk to be a pop band. So we're kind of like in this weird thing. And I, I think that's what works so well with allegedly is they 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 accept us for who we are. You know, because I don't think we really fit like a, a punk rock label, so to speak. But then again, we're kind of, we're punk as hell too, you know? So it's like, we can't really fit any other label. So I, I think you know, that's such a good fit with Allegedly. They just kind of let us be who we are. Yeah, they're great. And you guys fit right in. I mean, they're, but they're, they're a lot like my label where the music comes first. Yeah. You know, subgenres don't really matter when... You're, you know, you have bands that put out good, good quality music. Uh, just the whole subgenre thing to me is funny when labels just stick to one kind of sound. Right. It just, you know, it works for some labels and some labels, I think it just kind of holds them back from um, reaching an audience that, you know, they could, they could hit up if they, if they kind of went a little bit more open with their, with the bands that they signed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I say, I, I say all the time too about allegedly. I think they're also like a great judge of character. Like they just everybody they associate with is just awesome. Through like the, some of the coolest people I've met through that label are just you know they're they're just the most awesome people you'll talk to because they don't associate with any anything less. And I think that's really really cool. And it speaks volumes to both of their characters too. 
yeah, I've, I've been really lucky enough to 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 become friends with um, them over the years, and really, we're in a we're in a label collective called From Scene to Shining Scene. Yeah, and um, Bree and Amy reached out to me very early on. You know, I was pretty, I was only like maybe a year into having my label, and I'd somehow come across their radar and. Um, I was lucky enough to meet Bree um, when uh, her band Amuse, when one of her bands Amuse played with one of my bands, Gatlin, on a show together. And I was actually able to meet her when she was coming through Youngstown. Oh, wow. So it was really awesome to be able to meet her. I have yet to meet Amy, but I'm I'm, I'm hoping to soon. <laughs> yeah, we, we just got to meet Amy. Uh, we They had the um, allegedly takeover of the pie shop in D.C., yeah, and Amy flew in, and um, we got to hang out with Amy for a whole day and a half, and and she's she's every bit of awesome as Brie is, you know. They're just like I always I always joke and say they're the dynamic duo. I say they're Batman and Robin, and Brie yeah. always, Brie insists on calling herself Penguin. And yeah, Penguin. <laughs> it's because she's short. Yeah, she, she's like I'm not Robin. I'm more like uh, Penguin, and it's Danny DeVito <laughs> Penguin too. <laughs> So every time, every time we like make a post, she'll comment with like the uh, Danny DeVito penguin. My yeah. that, that that like meme or gift or whatever. Yeah, but the but the long like cigarette thing sticking out of. Yep. It. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now, when you guys did the pie shop, did you guys do that with Ron and Matt from our brains hurt? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome. also yeah. It was but it was like a cohesive thing with our brains hurt and allegedly records. They kind of you know, worked in tandem on that. And it was, it was an awesome show. It was a great night and man, we had a blast and it was great having Amy there too, because we talked to Amy for so long, you know, in our little Facebook group, you know, over the past mm. two years. And it's nice to finally just, you know, have her there in real life. We had, we had some shots together. It was great. Yeah. It isn't it nice. Like how you, when you talk to people through social media and you finally get the opportunity to meet in person it just solidifies like how much a, a community punk rock still is and how much people still like, there's like this outpouring of love and appreciation. Yeah. And it's just, it's so great to see that still continuing, you know, all this time. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, I said it a long time ago and I still say it to this day, you know, we will never measure our success by the end result, but by the friends we make along the way. And I'm like, I really mean that. Like, we, we came to terms with a long time ago that we're not going to make a million dollars doing this, especially mm. playing skate punk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, our, you know, most of the people that like our band are in their late 30s and 40s, and you know, they're still living out the glory days of the 90s. So we know we're not going to make a, a ton of money doing this, but it's the friends we make while we're doing it that's just invaluable to us, and. You know, Amy and Bree, they're part of that. You're part of that. Like, everybody everybody we meet along the way is just, you know, it, it really, you look back on it all, and it's, it, was it all worth it? And I know at the end of this run, if we ever stop, it, it, we're going to say, hell yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, and you're going to make your mark on it, too, because of those relationships that you garner along the way. Yeah. You know, it was no, it's it, it, it takes me back to, I'm, I'm gathering you're, you're around, you know, similar to my age. Um, yeah. When we were coming up and we would go to, you know, basement shows and, you know, social club halls and see these like all ages shows, mm -hmm. there's still that, like, even though we're in our, you know, 30s and 40s, it's still that sense of just 
community that has been able to, to hold fast all these years. And I, it's nice that bands still still want to do that, you know, still want yeah. to like don't get don't get don't get become jaded and you know um messed up because their band didn't get to do this or their band didn't get to do that. Sometimes it's just fine being a regional band. Sometimes yeah. it's fine just being that for your career. And bands there's a lot of bands out there that do quite well doing that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely us. I mean, we, we we're having more fun now than we've ever had. It, seriously, we're just we're clicking on we're firing on all cylinders. We're clicking on so many levels as a band, you know, and as and, and as friends. And we're just like we're just having so much fun getting together and just making music. And we're playing shows and we're having fun. You know, it's funny you say about like the younger crowds and stuff. We we just played a show at um in Ardmore, Pennsylvania, and we we definitely made some new fans that night. And um. Uh, somebody came up to us after the show and they were definitely a lot younger. They must've been just turned 21 or maybe 22. And he asked me, he said, how would you describe your music? Like what, what kind of genre is that? And I said, well, I guess you can call it skate punk. He was like, Oh my God, dude, it's so good and catchy and you could dance to it. And <laughs> but maybe, maybe we'll see a resurgence. I don't know. People discovering skate punk for the first time. That's just kind of cool. But yeah, he kind of caught me off guard with that one. I was like, I didn't know how to answer him. <laughs> that's really awesome that's yeah. that's one thing that i'm i'm always pumped when i do when i because prom- i also do promotions around like pittsburgh and youngstown area yeah um because i live right on i live basically right on the border of pennsylvania and ohio you know okay. between pittsburgh and and cleveland and when i promote shows like i love doing the all ages shows because i love seeing you know high school age college age kids come into a show for whatever band they're coming to see. And then they stick around for the other bands and they're just like, you could just see the look on their face. Like when they get it. Yeah. Like when they get hooked on it, you could just see it in their face. Like, and I'm a people watcher too. Like I like watching people's reactions to things. Yeah. And to watch it is, is like when they finally get it, it's like, uh, maybe there is hope for punk. Maybe there is yeah. a future for it. And you just, it, it makes you get excited all over again, man. Yeah.
my son actually he just turned 18 and he's got his first band they're called saving bruce and i just over, over the past year i got to watch him play his first show you know and then they played their first show with us and it was uh it was it was awesome. They're an awesome little band, man. And he's you know he, I'm one of his biggest influences. So he knows all of my songs and all my music. And actually, they're, they're op- we're doing our um, CD release show, uh, July 14th at the Metro Gallery. And they're opening the show up for us. Oh no shit! That's yeah, they're awesome. all they're all fresh out of high school, just high school kids. And you know they they got a few original songs, and it's you know it's kind of like in that skate punk realm. And they also do some covers of like some you know some some popular songs and stuff but yeah they're great and it's it's really cool kind of like passing the torch down to them that's awesome i my my daughter my oldest my daughter she just turned 18 also and um though none of my children are like playing in bands like they're all definitely um they all definitely like they're all into like pop music but at the same time like if i play them something and they like it they like okay well who's this band and then they'll go automatically to spotify or their youtube or whatever and then add them so they can keep listening to them because the kids these days don't really do physical media but right they they go and they're like oh what's this band dad and i'll tell them and he'll be like oh that's awesome or you know when i put out a release my older son he's like can i get a copy of that and of course you just give him a copy of it you know (laughs) um but it's 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 nice that like my my children are even though they're I never not forced but I never really push my kids to listen to punk rock but it was always readily available yeah to them like my daughter when she was little she used to listen to like I would play her stuff like Paramore and I would play her stuff like Fallout Boy and that mid mid two thousands kind of stuff because that's when she was born yeah. So she she did like stuff like that, and she doesn't like the heavier stuff. None of my kids really like the heavier stuff, but you know, pop punk and skate punk is always something that they still really enjoy listening to, which makes me feel like I was successful as a father yeah, <laughs> in exactly, keeping yep. it alive. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, you know, she'll always say, "My dad knew all the catchy bands, all the good bands." <laughs> oh, she's funny too because when when we do shows, she always wants to be the merch person. Yeah. So she'll sit at the, she'll run the merch table and I'll be like, if you need any help, just let me know. She's like, dad, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like... see, that's awesome. We always need a merch person too. And then my son though, he always wants to be front and center in, in front of the stage, like in the pit, you know, and <laughs> so he never wants to watch the merch table. My wife does it sometimes. Yeah. Like either my wife will, either my wife will run the merch table or my partner or, you know, most recently my daughter has. And I tease my older son all the time. He's he's playing trumpet, and he used to do the band, but he he got away from doing that. He just wants to do it on his own. Yeah. And I'm like, well, keep practicing, keep practicing the trumpet because you'll be in a ska band one day. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, I always joke around that he's destined to be in a ska punk band. Yeah. Well, that that's my kids too. So my um my youngest Wyatt is 11 years old and. He started taking trumpet in elementary school, and he's he's been doing it for two years now. He's getting pretty good. And and my my eighteen year old, well, I call him Mo, he plays um he plays reeded instruments. So he plays like clarinet and sax, and he's really okay. into ska and like Streetlight Manifesto is one of his favorite bands and stuff like that. So he'll get Wyatt down in his room, and they'll just be down there, you know, playing on the horns. 
<laughs> nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. This is definitely a musical house. There's no doubt about it. You'll come in, you'll either hear me playing my guitar, Mo, you know, ripping on a clarinet or a Wyatt playing on a trumpet. And, you know, when that stops, you'll hear me hammering on the piano or something. <laughs> that's really cool. That's really cool. See, be, see be, be, being, being a parent is awesome, especially yeah. when you expose them to music and they, you can see their own their own little, you know, little walk towards, you know, discovering music and being influenced by music. And, you know, and then you start watching them create it. And it's a, it's a, it's a pretty powerful and amazing thing. Yeah. To be able to see that. It's really cool. Um, I want to talk to your, we were talking earlier about paperback tragedy and about your sound. And I, and I, I was sitting here and I was listening to you and the, the, the four bands I kind of, or the three bands and, I kind of came up with were you mentioned Legweg and earlier I I came up with no use for a name. Yeah, we get that a lot. Uh, I really hear that in your. I, I feel like your tone and your and the way you deliver music is very reminiscent of like the way Tony Sly did. Yeah, and you can mix in like Davy Havoc from like AFI. Um, yeah, yeah. Not as high as his voice, obviously, but I can feel just the way just the way you phrase your your lyrics yeah um especially older afi too when they were more kind of like the nitro the, records the nitro stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um and then like i said like coheed and cambria um maybe a lot just with like not so much like the proggy side but a little bit of the proggy side but even the way that you you name songs <laughs> um, which I think is really cool, and I think that's a lost art with bands like with the like the longer song titles that may or may not have anything to do with the lyrics of the song. Yeah, <laughs> um, like I I love your coastal warrior uh, coastal warriors thing with with uh, Minnesota, Manitoba, Last Ride, and North Pole. That's always your opener. Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 you know, it's funny, it, it, not to cut you off, but like, mm -hmm. so like, we, you know, we did that. We, so it was kind of a joke. Like, we, we came up with this instrumental back in 2007 when we did the Baba Goosh record. And um, Sea Lunch and Moose, they, they came up with an instrumental all by themselves before me and Frog got to the studio that day. And they said, we need a name for it. And I was like, let's call it Minnesota Coastal Warriors, because Minnesota's not even on the coast. And what the yeah. hell is a coastal warrior? It makes zero sense. All right, let's run with it. So since we did that, it was like it was just a stupid title. But when we when we came back for our big comeback, you know, in 2018, when we did Baba Touche, we were like, you know, we got to have we got to make another Coastal Warriors. So let's do like, um, you know, was that the return of the Coastal Warriors or no, uh, Manitoba, uh, Manitoba Coastal Warriors. So we did Manitoba Coastal Warriors because our drummers also he lived in Canada for a few years. So we always call him Canadian. Oh, nice. And then, so we, when we did the holiday EP, we we're like, well, what are we going to do for the opening song? Well, let's call it North Pole Coastal Warriors. And then when, <laughs> when we got when we got the three, we did the last ride of the Coastal Warriors. And that was going to be it for Coastal Warriors. So on this new album, it starts out with an instrumental, just like all of our other albums. And we went back and forth, and we fought for months and months and months over, you know, it should be Coastal Warriors Rides Again or the Coastal Warriors, the Coastal Warriors. But then we ended up deciding, we, I forget, we, we named it Hooverich. Hooverich, yeah. Which makes zero sense, because we have a big stupid moose as a drummer, and he's got hooves. And, but yeah, it's funny It's funny you say that, no, because it's, it's like, 
we finally get to the point of arguing and bickering back and forth with each other because we're all our biggest fans. You know what I mean? Like nobody cares about any of this stuff except us. So it's like, you know, we've been we've been following ourselves the whole way, you know, and, and it's like so we by the time we get done fighting with each other, we finally say, you know what? It really doesn't matter. Nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna pay attention to it. So I think it's hilarious that you were like, you know, I like what you did with your names. I like the coastal warriors. I can't wait for the guys to hear this. This is gonna be good. Yeah, and I, even stuff like Dragon Slay My Heart Part Seven, and yeah, you know, knowing that one of your members is called is, is he goes by Frog. You have Frogzia, Frogosia, Frogosia. You have Hang Hooves because a moose. Like I love, I just love the inside jokes and like that's I don't know like I said like you just don't really see that much anymore so when you do catch it you're just like that's awesome yeah yeah I, th I think when I think that stuff is all a big byproduct of just us having so much fun and when we come up with these ideas we laugh so hard and I know some people are just gonna see them and just go oh that's a weird name but we mm -hmm. like we just laugh so hard we think it's like the greatest thing ever we just we keep coming up with more stupid ideas and stupid song titles and so like a, one one of the songs on the new album is um, Steve is a filthy liar. I was that, gonna say I saw that too. I was like, that's a great title. That that came about from um, from Ceylon. She he works at a school, and they had a contractor or something. And his boss was like, sent Craig a message, and he was like, yeah, this uh, this guy's a filthy liar. And he was like, well, I'm gonna make a song about it. So he wrote this entire song, Steve is a filthy liar. It has <laughs> no meaning to any of us, but like, there it is. <laughs> That's his. That's his inside. That's his inside scoop. Is write a song about this dude. Yeah, he said I'll write a song about him, and there it is. It, it just came about. That's awesome. That's that's great. Um, we we touched a little bit on some of your members, but I wanted to ask you. I mean, you guys started out in the mid two thousands and came out with Baba Goosh in two thousand seven, and then there was this huge gap until you said two twenty eighteen. Um, what kind of happened? Was it just kind of life stuff that kind of had you guys take a hiatus? Yeah, so we did. Um, so, so really, it, it goes back a little, a little before the mid two thousand. So we started out as a three piece in a band called Brat, and it was me, our moose drummer, and Frog. Okay. This, this is before Craig joined the band, and uh, he joined the band in like two thousand four, and we were still going by the name Brat. You know, we we're but then we decided to we decided to change our name because we we're going to put out a new album as a four piece band. Now we're kind of reinventing ourselves a little bit. So we decided to take a brat song that was called Paperback Tragedy. We kind of liked the name of it, and that became the band name. And then we put out our first album in uh, two thousand and four or two thousand five, and it was called To Make a Short Story Long. Oh. And we eventually pulled it down from all the streaming services and stuff because we just didn't feel like it captured like us, you know, as what we, what we've been since from 2005 on, you know, it was just kind of, a, yeah. you know, this, but, but the songs were really, really good. It was just, we, we just didn't record them very well. I guess you could say. It was but more we, like a demo than necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Quality full end. Yeah. It just wasn't our best performance, you know? So we just wasn't a good representation of us. So we decided to pull it down from streaming. So, um, Baba Goosh was like the first paperback album that really kind of took off. I mean, they were, we were selling these things. We were selling compact discs on CD baby, uh, to Japan at like 30 and 40 at a time. 
And oh wow! Yeah, they would. They, and they were. They would send us an email and say, "Hey, we need more um, Baba Gushes." We'd sell them. We'd send them another fifty CDs, and then they would sell, you know, twenty five to, to this one guy. Kept buying them. He would buy twenty, then he would buy twenty five, then he'd buy thirty. And I don't know if he had like a record store he was selling them out of or whatever. But I always, I always joke and say we really missed our mark to like go tour Japan in mid two thousands. We probably would have been huge, but. Oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was wild. So that that album really kind of like kind of catapulted us a little bit and kind of got us a little more regional than just being a little Baltimore band. And you know, we started to make a name for ourselves. And then I got it got to, got to be around two thousand nine, two thousand ten. You know, it just kind of it, it started to fizzle out a little bit. And we I don't think we were having as much fun as we were. And mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to do something different than paperback. You know, I wanted to try to. Maybe maybe just try try something with some different people and you know, so and that's when you started Clockbreaker. Yeah, that's that's when we did the Clockbreaker thing. So Frog Frog and Clay, they parted ways back in like two thousand nine, I think two thousand ten, and um, our buddies Adam and Keith joined the band. And we were still doing the paperback thing. We're still going as Paperback Tragedy, and we put out um, we put out an EP, and then Craig left the band. So then I, I felt weird keeping it going as paperback tragedy when I was the last remaining member. You know, it wasn't it wasn't really paperback anymore. It was kind of something something different. You know, Adam was writing um, half the songs in the band at that point, and mm-hmm. I was writing half, and we were splitting vocal duty, which was really cool. And so yeah, we we started doing the Clockbreaker thing, and it was um, we did that for maybe about four years. We put out an album, and then Craig rejoined Clockbreaker. And so, oh. <laughs> so, so Craig came back. So then it was uh, me, Craig, Adam, and Keith for a while, and we did that till about like 2018. And then it just kind of same thing with like before, it just kind of fizzled out. It just wasn't, you know, it wasn't as exciting to all of us anymore. To to it was like it was kind of like pulling teeth to get everyone together to practice and stuff. So we just decided to just put it up on a shelf and and um, you know, Frog and Clay were free, so we said, hey, you want to get the paperback thing going again? Try that and. So we got that going again, and and then the world we were gonna like re put ourselves out there. We're gonna record, write a new album, record it, put it out, and then COVID shut everything down on us. Yeah, we 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 played a few shows. We did um, I think we we opened for Mustard Plug, and then we did um that was like our first show back like in with the original paperback lineup in like ten years. Wow. So like the butterflies were gone, and Mm -hmm. you know we and. And then yeah, and then it's been it's been foot on the throttle, like foot on the gas, like ever since. Like we've just been we've been having a lot of fun together. We've been having more fun than we've ever had with the four of us, and it's just been it's been it's been good. We've put we, this is the third full length album we put out and one five song EP in the span of like three or four years. So it's like we're pumping them out like you know year after year we're pumping out something new. I wish all the best for me And all your stupid dreams They blow up in your face To keep you close enough to me to 
And I wanted to ask you too. I mean, I know the the pandemic shut everything out with Babatushi, but yeah. um, did you like? How was the reception after you came back? Like when you put it out, even though you couldn't play out much, um, did you start to notice like people kind of vying for that music again? Did you see people gravitating towards the stuff that you were doing quicker than maybe maybe previously? Yeah, so it's like uh, it's a little bit of both. So we, you know, we, I, I feel like with Clockbreaker, we never could generate the following that we had with Paperback Tragedy. Like when Paperback Tragedy in like the mid two thousands, it's like we had no problem drawing people to a show. You know, thirty, forty, fifty people, and it's like with Clockbreaker, it was always a struggle to get people out. And the music was good; it was great; it was catchy mm-hmm. and. So, yeah, that was the big question going into 2019 with Paperback. Like, you know, how much of our old fans are going to come back? And, you know, and unfortunately, how many of them are still alive even? And and how many yeah. of them are still willing to come out to a show at age 38 or 40, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it, was, it was a lot of uncertainty with that. But uh, Touche was received pretty well, I think, as, as well as we could have hoped it to be. Like, we really like... Uh, for a lot of people, they were hearing Paperback Tragedy for the very first time, and it was just like, you know, we were we were a new band to a lot of people. I, I'd say probably, you know, three quarters of our fan base, you know, they they think we just started a few years ago. Yeah, you know, we we just played with um, Bad Cop, Bad Cop is one of my favorite bands, and oh, I've seen uh, them too. They're amazing. Yeah, they're they're great. Well, I was talking to to Jenny, the singer, and she was like. You know, um, are you guys are you guys festing this year? And this was last year when we played with them. I said, no, not this year. I said, we're hoping for next year. She's like, oh, are you guys a newer band? I said, well, I guess you could say that. Uh, it felt weird. I was like, Jesus Christ, I've been playing. I said, well, we've, we've been kind of at this for like 20 years, but I, I didn't want to tell her that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess you could say that. But we are festing this year, though. So we finally got all fest. That's, that's, that's cool. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, um. I remember coming, like I said earlier, coming under your radar and, and listening to Baba Tushi and then listening to uh, Thresh. And, uh, like, I, I I was drawn to you guys right away. And not to blow any smoke up your ass, but, like, your band was one of those bands that, like, I definitely was listening to a lot. Oh, um, nice. I, I just really like you guys. I really like your sound. Um you know, of, of, of the bands that, that, like I said, Bree and Amy were send, sending me, I was like, I just kept going back to your band. I kept going back to your band. I really liked you. Like like I said, when I listened to Threesh when it came out, and right from, I mean, songs like Autumn Again and Divided, Deep Inside and Mirror Mirror, like Take Me Back. Like, I just, like, I feel like you guys, Baba Tushi and, and, and Baba Humbug and Threesh, like, you guys are just... You keep saying you guys are having fun. You guys like are at the point right now where everything is fun, and I really feel like it comes across in your music. It just it has a very relaxed tone to it. Yes, songs are short. Like you, you, you guys go in there, you hammer it. There, the production's amazing. You guys go in there, you sound incredible. The music's awesome. The songs are like. Like I, I feel like I feel like three should have like six singles released, dude. Like I feel like it's like a Def Leppard album. There should be like six or seven singles off of it. Yeah, um, it's just incredible. Like I said, like every song I hear from you guys, I really dig. I I really dig. You, you gave me a sneak peek in on the new album. 
Um, and you guys are just calling it eight. Yeah. And th- like you guys didn't skip a fucking beat. You guys <laughs> didn't skip a beat with the new album. And I, I, I watched the music videos for Smile On and We All Die. And I listened to the other tracks. And I just, dude, it's right, right from the jump. Yeah. Right from the jump with with Hooverage and then into nothing at all. As soon as nothing at all hits, I'm like, that's gonna be the third single. I can already <laughs> tell. Like that's gonna be the third one. Um, but it's just I mean, I know I'm kind of yammering, but like I, I just really like your band. I really dig, you know, and I and I and I don't just say that because you're on here. Like, uh, I just really dig your band. And like I said, you you guys are just you're just different enough to just really catch my attention. And, you know, I tell people all the time, like, when they ask me, like, what bands are you listening to? And I'm like, Paperback Tragedy is on my top five every time. Nice. No, so. it, it, re- it, no it really, really, really means a lot. Like, I can't tell you enough. Like, all, all of it, like, I've ever wanted as, like, you know, from a writer's standpoint, from a, a melody maker standpoint, from a band standpoint, it's just people to listen. I, like... People listening means the world to me. Like if you just give it a chance and like listen to it all the way through, I feel like I, you know, I have I have like two thousand friends on Facebook, and I can't tell you. I I, I would probably venture to say seventy five percent of them still hasn't even heard our band, even though I share yeah. it all the time. You know, they just don't. Some people just don't listen. I don't know. I don't know what they're scared of. Yeah, and I, I don't get that either. But I mean, means, I, I... but it means it means so much when when people actually just take it in and they listen and, and like, just give it, give it, give it a once over, just listen to it once. And if you like it, go listen again. If you don't like it, thank you so much for listening because that's what it's all about. Without the listener, there's nothing. Yeah. And, and I, I totally agree. Like I, more people should be listening to your band. Um, I love what I hear. I mean, being, being friends with the guys from, from our brains hurt and hearing the bands that they, they, they talk about, including yours. Um, you know that 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 Maryland Virginia area is like you guys got a lot of good stuff going out, like oh, yeah. coming out, and the, the scene seems to be really thriving. And I, I guess when you're close to, you know, more of a musical city like DC, it, it probably helps. But even Baltimore and you know Arlington and like those areas too, like the scene is really, yeah really potent right now pennsylvania too there's a lot of good stuff up yeah. in pennsylvania that's happening too and and you know it's cool because you know we've been doing it for so long we're we're all old in our band and we've literally watched these like blooms of bands over the over the past two decades like literally it's like in in 2005 i mean there was probably like i don't know 15 or 20 bands that were kind of like setting the scene on fire around us you know what i mean and then they all just mm-hmm. kind of fizzled out and then like five years later it's like another bloom and then that kind of fizzles out and then five years later is another one and look right now we're right in the middle of one of those blooms where you just have you have all these awesome bands that are just mixed with all these awesome people and yeah i agree with you right now it's like it's a good time to to be in the scene you know on the middle middle east coast like you know like you said virginia DC, Maryland, Pennsylvania, like it's it is on fire right now. There's just so much talent and so many good bands. It's it's like we're we're super excited and humbled to be kind of a part of it, you know, or even mentioned in that mix. Oh yeah, and like you mentioned earlier about Pennsylvania, there was like when I found out about Allegedly Records and what they put out, and I saw that they put out City Escape Artists, and I went, 
they're, they're in fucking Pittsburgh. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, I know who this band is. And, and no, it was kind of always a joke where there's like a, there's like a, like a thing between like Western Pennsylvania and Eastern Pennsylvania. Like, oh, Eastern Pennsylvania gets all the attention from music. But I was like, people are starting to pay attention to Erie. People are starting to pay attention to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, they're starting to pay attention to what's coming out here. Yeah. And, you know, that all started for me when my uh, one of the bands on my label, Gatlin, they played a show with a band called Casey Becker out of uh, like Scranton area. And I was like, ooh, what's going on on the east? You know, what's going on, on the eastern side of the state? Yeah. And I started I started discovering more and more bands that were coming out from over there. And I went, listen, this is this is a cross state thing. This is really cool. And I, and I feel the same same way being in Ohio, too. There's a lot of great stuff coming out of Ohio right now, too. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty lucky, like you said, like I'm pretty lucky to, at, at, at 42 years old, keep discovering more and more music and more and more bands that now, you know, before it was like, well, you were only in the know if you had their seven inch. That's now a lot of press. You know what I mean? Yeah, now yep, it's like absolutely. music. Music is so readily available, so like you can come across bands so easily now. Yeah, you're immersing yourself in it too. You know, you got the the label, the podcast, and you're mm-hmm. still you're part of the reason why things are thriving right now in this part well, of the, the earth. You know.
said, like your band was was one that I had on my list for a while, and I'm glad I finally had the opportunity to talk to you and talk about the band um, because I would really love for more people to hear you, especially with this kick-ass album we have coming out. I'm so excited for it. Yeah, yeah, we are too. I think the the scariest thing for this album because, like, uh, three sh- is is one of my favorite albums that we've ever done. And, mm-hmm. and and I tell Bree and Amy from Allegedly this all the time, and I don't know if they believe me or not, but they were the inspiration for that album because when they decided to sign us to their label, it's like we felt this sense of like, well, shit, we got to do something good for them. We got to put out the be- we got to write the best songs we can write and mm-hmm. put out the best, the catchiest, most awesome album we can we can do. And man, we buckled down the four of us and we just, you know, we worked on these songs and we woodshedded them and got them as good as we can get them and you know we recorded them and did the best we could and, and put it out and we're, we're pretty proud of it but the but the downside to that was it's like when we talked about let's make another album it's like well is it going to be as good as three and i'm like jesus christ i hope so <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but it's like the, it was like the pressure because like three was a good album for us like it, re- it definitely took us to another level like I, I i think that's part of the reason why we got on fest this year is because you know, songs like Wishing, I sent them Wishing Stars, our song Wishing Stars. And mm-hmm. that's a really cool video if you haven't seen it yet. And we're always trying to, like, we, we don't have a video guy. We don't have a ton of money to spend on, like, um, you know, like, to professional music videos, you know. Mm-hmm. We, got some, we got some friends that help us out. But, like, the, the Wishing Stars video, I came up with this idea where, like, everybody would, like, write a line in the song. And they could do it in any way they want. Like one guy used like computer coding and did it. Another guy did it on like a etch a sketch and like it's it's a pretty cool videos. But everyone sent me their videos of them doing the line and I put it all put it all together. But that's the video I sent to to Fest and I think they heard that song and they were like, wow, these guys, you know, they sound good. They sound different. They sound unique. Let's and it, it, that I think that's what Three did for us. It kind of took us to another level to where. You know, we're getting more opportunities now, I would say. And I just wanted, we wanted to make sure that the, the new album, Eight, just kind of, you know, kind of took us even a step further, you know? We just wanted it to be as good of, of three, if not, maybe even a little better. So, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see what happens on the 14th when we drop it and everyone hears it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I did see the video for Wishing Stars. It's amazing. And I love it that you guys are getting this kind of attention and because not to take away from anything else you've done, but you're right. Uh, Thresh was, like I said, like every song should be a single. You know, when I first listened to it, like I said, I went down and Autumn Again and Divided and Deep Inside Wishing Starts to the Bunker Mirror Mirror all the way down it's like like, 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 any one of these songs should have a video each one of these songs should be getting airplay and you guys were finally like you guys hit that like you guys you guys took that next step and it was a big fucking step yeah and it was now in the the here in the here eight it's like oh they're going even further now now they're even pushing themselves even further like they know they're at the point right now where they're firing on all fucking cylinders and they want everybody to fucking know it. Yeah. And it's really great. And I'm really excited for you when it comes out on July, on Friday, July 14th. 
Um, I hope people run out and get it because it's it's. I heard the whole thing and I I think it's I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's all. I really appreciate it. I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you like it. And yeah. I was very honored that you sent me over sent me over the tracks and I was able to to, to get a pre listen to it. Yeah, you're. Cool. I mean, you're really the only one besides besides like our immediate family that like you know every time we take a we get in the car and go to Target, I'm putting it on. Like they know all the songs by now. They're sick of. They're by the time we release an album, my family's sick of the songs because they've heard them a million times from like just the, the pre production, the demos, and like I just listen to them constantly in the car. And then yeah. and then um so yeah, Bree and Amy, you and our immediate families. That's it. Oh, and Rachel Rachel Orama from the Rachel Orama show. She's oh, awesome. awesome. She's awesome too. But yeah, I gave her. Um, a peek at it too but yeah you guys are the only ones i feel very honored and i thank you very much for for letting me get a sneak peek inside it because i was i was i wasn't am very very pleasantly happy that i was given that opportunity to listen to it because I, I love the songs already and can't wait for it to come out and um before i let you go i mean is there anything else uh besides the album release you want to you want to plug before we go um yeah well just the uh the album release show i guess if i could plug that so we're gonna be um we're gonna be at the metro gallery on july 14th and we're gonna be playing with our longtime friends radiation puppy who's a band that we used to play with back in the uh you know mid 2000s when we first started and uh they don't do shows very often they're kind of coming together just in our honor for our for our cd release and um you know, two of my favorite Baltimore bands, Urban Crater and Old Bay Thrashers, and my son's band, Steven Bruce, will be opening the show up. And this is at the Metro Gallery in Baltimore on July 14th. And you can get tickets um, through eTix, I believe. And awesome. yeah, we, we hope it sells out. <laughs> and uh, what's all your contacts so uh, people get uh, get in touch with you? Um, well, you can go to paperbacktragedy.com. We own that domain. And Sea Lunch does a good job keeping it up to date. And um, our Bandcamp page, paperbacktragedy.bandcamp.com. You could download any of our albums for free on there, except for the new one. The new one's 10 bucks. And um, <laughs> Oh, you got to charge for that one. Yeah, we got to charge for the new one. <laughs> Until it's old, you know, maybe two months from now, we'll make it free. So hold on to your money. <laughs> you got to at least go a year. You got to at least go a year, man. Yeah, maybe a year. Maybe we'll go a year. But no, man, I think that's uh, that's it. You know, they can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paperback tragedy. I'm pretty sure that's it. Um, and yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. well, Will, Will, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. Yeah, man, it was fun. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm glad I finally got on here. Awesome. Yeah. And like I said, like I told you earlier, you know, we'll get the full band on here sometime very soon. And um, I'm really excited for you. I'm excited for your opportunity to play fest. Uh, I'm excited for you uh, to uh, release this new album. I'm just really happy for you guys. And uh, I keep pulling for you and your success, man. Yep, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Hey, enjoy the rest of your evening, and I'll be in touch with you very soon, man. Yep, sounds good, man. Thanks. You're welcome. Have a great night, Will. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. I believe in unity. Hatred and division make no sense to me All I see is hate and greed Opioids addiction to technology Everybody has their pain, their days in the rain
glass There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't met